Hey guys, welcome to Fist Fight. There are plenty of podcasts where you can get the latest news coverage and opinions. So why the hell would we do that too? Fist Fight is a podcast dedicated to one game each week. Two hosts will debate whether the game was good or bad, and then we slow things down and have a chat with an indie developer about great games you probably haven't heard of. So warm up, grab yourself some popcorn, and watch the fight. Hey there guys, and welcome to another episode of Fist Fight. I am one of your hosts, Chris Bowering, and I am here with my co-host, Casey. Hi. And yeah, Casey, we've had a couple of fights now. How do you yeah. how do you like fighting me? Pretty easy. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. The viewers could see our size difference. I don't think they'd, they'd agree. I don't know, man. Agility. True. I'd, I'd, I'd be too tired after about a minute. Yeah. Anyway, what are we fighting over this week? Um, coriander or no coriander. That's right. This week we are getting on the Battle Royale trend. Um... We thought about doing an episode about PUBG, um, but we decided, hey, it would actually be a little bit more interesting if we tried something different. And one of us fought to say PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds is the best Battle Royale game, and the other tried to make the, the argument that Fortnite Battle Royale is a better Battle Royale game. And this is where I come to my previous point, where I have an easy battle. All right, so I'm going to be arguing that Fortnite's Battle Royale mode is the better version of this type of game. Casey's going with Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. He's fighting that corner. It's and pretty much do you like the store brand lemonade or do you like the Coca Cola Sprite? <laughs> what do you want? Do you want that 30 cent <laughs> bottle of Sprite? No. All you, right. want, you want the branded one. All right. So that's the battle for this week, guys. Listen in, see who makes the best argument, and let us know at um, the comment section on the YouTube video and on our Quiet Stories Facebook page. Send us a message or a comment. Let us know which is the better game. But of course, first, here are our arguments. Casey, why the hell is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds the better of the two? Well, I'll, I'll start my argument by just saying it's it's better in every way. Uh, you know, it's, it, I'll start by saying Fortnite's just a, it's a cheap, uh, basic, very basic, um, stripped down version of PUBG. PUBG's more. That's a big statement. It is though. It's, it's, PUBG's more in depth. It's, it, when you're playing PUBG, it, it feels like. You're tense the entire time. Whereas when I play a game of Fortnite, I, mean, I don't really care what's happening. What? Well, where does this, the tenseness come from in, in, in Battlegrounds that isn't in, in Fortnite? Well, I mean, the graphics play a huge part in that. The graphics in Player Unknown aren't exceptional by today's standards, but they are. It is a form of reality. It's you know maybe. Well, you mean art style too. more than graphics then? Like the visual direction they're going for. Because well, graphically, uh, Fortnite is far more polished than PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, but they they have two very distinct visual styles. Yeah, but I don't think that. Well, maybe Fortnite's was intentional, but I don't know. It's a it's a very easy way to go about it. I don't I don't think it. it Fortnite's more seems like more of a, a a fun game. We you know you can have fun, but a, a PUBG you're going out to win. You know it's. You, you get weapon mods, there's cars you can drive, you know, there's other stuff that you can do as well. <laughs> no, but I mean, walking around, you find the sniper rifle and then you find the scope for it and suddenly you're you know, kind of, or, you know, an, an assault rifle, you find a, a dot sight for it. It's You suddenly have an advantage a from the past. A huge advantage, whereas in Fortnite, you're finding different tiers and... Yeah, but can't you make the same argument for Fortnite? Like you're, you're running around with your run-of-the-mill assault rifle and then suddenly you see a rare-tier sniper rifle. Like, okay, maybe you're not modifying it yourself, but you're still getting that feeling of, oh, I've just found something new. I've just found something interesting. That's going to yeah, be an advantage. You can find... You you pick up... I like the idea that you pick up modifications for other guns and you never find that gun in PUBG. But you're looking for it. You keep an eye out for it all the time. You that know sense of satisfaction. You know you do find. Yeah, you know you've got that extended mag. Right. And yeah, it's it's good. I, I think there's 
there's quite a few more like my big thing with PUBG is I feel like it was rushed to console and it should not be there. Playing having played it on a PC and playing on a console, it wasn't ready for release on a console. They I I really think they shot themselves in the knees. Yeah, they did, and that, and that's a mixture console. of probably being scared of Fortnite taking up the console market and also Xbox saying, Hey, we've got no exclusives coming out this year. We need PUBG on our console. So that yeah, that doesn't I feel like that's not really their fault, but that also is kind of a plus for Fortnite because you're saying, well, PUBG is not ready to be a great game on console. Fortnite already is. Well, I'd say with Fortnite, the problem with that is that it was a game that was already pretty much finished. It was pretty close. It's, I mean, it's early access still, but it, it was, yeah, yeah, but it the, was the, very well developed. The base game, which is the Left 4 Dead just, Horde mode kind of slash Minecraft thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing. And they're like, oh, Battle Royale, let's get on that train. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, they did, yeah, they did. They jumped on the bandwagon, copied PUBG, kind of did the Battle Royale thing. I can, Mate, I can even the way you drop into the game, just like, oh, that's rude. Like, it's they could have been more creative, but I don't know. It's just a very... I mean, it's a bus, not a plane. <laughs> I know, but it's still... It's still, like, when because I, I play PUBG first, and playing... Fortnite afterwards is just uh, like I just felt like I was playing a, a, I felt like I was playing an early access version, a trial run game of PUBG. Uh, it didn't. It, Fortnite, I don't think it's not as serious. It's, it's it's I'm finding it actually very difficult to explain now what the big problem with Fortnite is. Well, I mean, from my but there's there there is one, and I just I don't. I don't like the way it's executed. Okay, tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like the point you're trying to say here is like Battle Royale games are all about this tense survival experience of getting down to being the last person alive. You know, it's not about how many kills you rack up. It's about being a survivor. And the the kind of visual the visual style of PUBG, yeah, I'll give you that. It kind of it does it a little bit better. It's like this war-torn world, you're like some kind of yeah. homegrown soldier kind of thing trying to save yourself whereas Fortnite feels far more Pixar-y with the the character models the world design and, and when you get into gunfights everyone's jumping in the air like, yeah. tell me if I'm wrong is that what, is that what you're yeah, trying to say I think Fortnite's a lot easier as well in the respect that it's easier to see someone well, it doesn't take as much skill or it's yeah. easier to get used to it's, I think it doesn't take as much skill either. I think you can be better at Fortnite quicker than you can be better at PUBG. Like with Fortnite, the characters stand out like a sore thumb. You can see someone move from a mile away. So it, I mean, it means it's easier for everyone to find someone, but it doesn't make the game easier. I think that's good though, because it makes it, it makes it a more accommodating experience for new players to jump in and, and feel like they can at least get one or two kills. Well, for example, my mate's a, he's not a good necessarily a good gamer he you know he plays a lot of games but he's not good he's not skilled at first person shooters he's okay and the second time ever playing the game he he came fourth like i i don't know it's it's it doesn't necessarily what the fuck kind of dig is that you're talking about me <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> what the- but i'm me. saying I'm, I'm saying like it's hugely luck based whereas i play PUBG and the best that it, I, I'm, I don't know. I felt that I was getting good at the game before I came top twenty. Like I, I, I feel like it's harder to luck into that that top tier with PUBG. Maybe, may, so maybe from a competitive standpoint, you feel more rewarded in PUBG. Yes. But you just threw me out of the bus there with non-skill. I but think you, though, but, but in my yeah, you yeah, are an my, excellent first-person shooter. No, no, it's no. not my it's it's not my first choice when it comes to gaming genres. But jumping in, like as as Casey said, it was my second time ever. I went into a squad squad match. And I was paired up with three guys who I feel like they were obviously a group of friends playing with each other. And I was just some random they got tacked on. I had no idea how to really play. I just had the, the, the random gist of how to play this type of game from my, a general gaming sense. But it, that was fun. Because somehow with this squad, I made it to top four. And while I was doing that, yeah, I, I didn't contribute much. I, I killed one player and the rest of the time I kind of uh, coasted. One player that was AFK. 
that doesn't fucking matter. And I, I coasted most of the time of just following them, letting them get the kills. But I actually learned. I was watching their tactics. I was going, okay, these are the weapons they're going for. So, so this is kind of what I need to do. Okay, I'm watching them build stuff now. So this is how I can integrate building into my thing. Like I actually, even though I, I contributed very little and, and did not do much to actually get myself in that top four space, I got to learn in a way that in PUBG, the closest I've got to winning was I had no idea because it PUBG is very like. On PC, it's a far more streamlined experience, but if you're playing on Xbox, it is so hard to learn all the menus, and it tells you nothing about, this is where this is, push this button, it tells you nothing. It just drops you in, and when you're trying to survive, it's hard to go through the menus without getting yourself shot. So I I found the only thing that got me into that top tier was going and just hiding in a building and being scared and hoping no one would find me. That's the only way I felt like I could progress. And that wasn't as fun. I didn't learn anything. It just became boring sitting in a room until I had to move forward because the circle was closing. Let's see, I got... When I played that... You know, so, I mean, the first time I ever played Fortnite, I was learning the controls as I was playing, and I came sixth. Yeah. This was this was actually playing on a PC. Um, but that's... You know... I, I, I don't think I should have got that because, I mean, I did kill two people. Are you talking about PUBG or Fortnite? Fortnite. Fortnite so okay. I got, I got, a, I mean, maybe lucky yeah. with a weapons I found. Yeah. But I got very lucky in my first game of PUBG and I was killed pretty much instantly by a guy hiding in a bush that headshot me from two meters away. He was hiding in a bush. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Bugger. But... You know, with with PUBG as well, we we played here the Xbox version. The controls, I admit, are quite difficult. Though I'm not sure how you'd make them much better. Quite well, I think difficult you could to definitely streamline the menus and stuff. Yeah, well, that's why I don't make games. <laughs> but you know, it's I I did quite well. I came what twelfth, like yeah, first time, yeah, yeah. first or second time um, playing on Xbox. But I'd already played the game and was familiar with the game mm. on PC. So I, you know, the I like I like the idea that you can get yourself out of trouble with a car real quick. But you've given away your position to everyone. Mm. Everyone knows where you are, and you can just be cruising down the road and your head flies off because someone's headshot you with a sniper. You know. Yeah, but you also have that speed advantage that it's harder to get headshotted. Yeah. But, and, and it allows more tactics as well because you can stay inside the dead zone that you know the the cloud zone yep for longer and then just hop on your bike and race in at the last minute like there's a lot more I think PUBG allows you to be a lot more tactical in the way you achieve um, your victory or the way you attack the you know the survival game whereas I feel with fortnite you've you've only got a few options. Really, your best option is to get a sniper, get the best weapon you can, and try and uh, sit efficiently somewhere in the circle where you've got a good line of sight to anyone coming towards you. Whereas in PUBG, you've got a lot of different ways you can attack a problem. You know, there's, there's the, the smoke grenades work really well. Um, you're distracting fire, you know, drawing people to an environment and be camping away. See, you know, I, I massively disagree with the 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 notion that PUBG is more tactical because you're only looking at the the tactical side of things from the shooting side of things like okay you can make an argument that with the ability to use vehicles and the kind of modifications on weapons you can do you'd be a little bit more tactical in in how you go into combat but if you've watched any of the videos online, like the the elaborate creations people are doing with the building aspect of Fortnite, and then adding in the shooting as a side thought, so building these massive towers that convince someone to come in and, and, and attack you, and then they jump on a, a bounce pad, go up, and they get destroyed by the traps you've set up at the very top of the tower. Or these people who create these staircases miles into the air to nowhere, and then fire off RPG rounds or fire off sniper rounds, you know, getting these amazing kills through the the innovation they use with the, the building mechanics. You know, PUBG is missing that factor. And I, I think the building and the ability to create traps and fortifications to protect yourself and, 
you know, these, these big towers that give you access to different areas. I think that adds a far bigger layer of strategy to the overall game than vehicles do in PUBG. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, I mean, it's a different type of strategy, though. It's um, it's more of a, a, a base strategy. I feel to succeed in Fortnite, a lot of it depends on where you find yourself. The, the destroyable... Actually, I, the destroyable environment in, in um, Fortnite is quite, quite an interesting concept, really. And I do, I do value that, but it can be very frustrating as well. And personally, it's not a mechanic I like in the game. You know, it's... It, well, I mean, if you're looking for a, mere, a more clear-cut shooter, then you're saying PUBG is the better one to go for. Yeah, it, it kind of... I guess Fortnite is a little bit different in that respect, but yeah. Because I, I, I mean, you talk about you talk about say sniper positioning, right? You might have someone up on a hill in Fortnite, and you go, "Shit, they've got the high ground on me." So you build a tower taller than the high ground they're on. Now you have the high ground. Yeah, you know, it, it's elements like that that I think make Fortnite more creative in how you go about it and i think actually the more simplistic combat is kind of fun i find the the shooting in PUBG to be a little bit clunky a little bit it's difficult to line up a really good shot especially on console pc it's easier but with fortnite i feel like if you're just going for a a straight up gun battle you know because fortnite started off as this other product they've already fine-tuned the mechanics and the gameplay in a way that PUBG hasn't yet. You know, they haven't fine-tuned everything in the same way Fortnite has, and that doesn't mean it's fair because Fortnite came out after PUBG and they just used these existing assets, but it's still a factor in when you go, which game do I want to play? Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd far rather... I like the idea that you pick up armor and stuff as and PUBG as well as you progress and uh, you know it's, I mean uh, it's it, it feels like you you get a lot more rewards for scavenging whereas in Fortnite the scav- the scavenging kind of stops um, once you've got your initial weapons and then you get your further weapons either if you happen to walk by a closed chest or if you kill a player yeah um, that's when you get your upgrades whereas I notice when I'm playing PUBG, it never stops. Like, if you go into a building, like, I'll still search that building. Like, I mean, unless I have uh, no need for... Yeah, you've got... Great unless I've got top, top tier everything, which nah, never really happens. And there's always a chance you'll find something better, like that shrub that you can hide in. That's a real rare... It's real rare to find that. And man, if you get that and you've got a sniper... Mm. You know, you've, you've got yeah, a I mean, leg up on everyone else. I guess there is a far bigger scavenging element to, to PUBG over Fortnite. Fortnite seems very much, you get your base stuff at the beginning, get some materials, and then go into battle, whereas PUBG seems like a constant back and forth of combat. Okay, now I need to quickly find some bandages and heal. Okay, now let's find some better armor. Okay, I've just found a vehicle. I feel like once you get ahead in Fortnite, you're, you're kind of set, like... It's up to you and your player, your skill as a first-person shooter. Third-person shooter. Third-person, yeah, to to win the game. But in PUBG, it can change at any moment. Like, mm. you can be absolutely crap, or you can be really good, and then it just flipped on you, like, in an instant. And, and you could be really screwed. crap, suddenly get someone off guard, and suddenly have all their gear. Yeah, yeah, that can happen. But... Uh, the other thing, I think the biggest problem with PUBG and the reason why we're even able to have this discussion as to which one is better is solely because it was rushed to console. I I think if we were comparing... But we are comparing the PC version as well. Well, the PC version's way better than Fortnite. I didn't realize that. I thought I was only able to talk about the console. The PC version's a brilliant game. It plays so well. It's, it's clear. I, I think all clunkiness that you experience on the Xbox is gone. Like when you play on a gaming PC, it flows beautifully. It's, it's very fast paced game. There's no, no weird guy hovering in mid air. Yeah. Crap glitches, you know, it's, and it plays a million times better than Fortnite does on console. Way better. I found Fortnite still a reasonably clunky game to play. Like the, 
the controls, the character movement doesn't feel as fluid as a first-person shooter should, I think. Third. Third. Shooter. It's the shooter, yeah. All right. But in saying that, you know, I I spend most of my time playing console and I don't think PUBG should have come out. They shouldn't have released it and they kind of screwed up because they brought a lot of hype to the Battle Royale games on consoles and everyone went, well, this is broken. Hey, Fortnite works good. Yeah, but even if you even if you because yeah no I was going with both PC and console, console versions from the beginning make an argument for all of them, but I still think Fortnite is more accessible. It is easier to get in there and get a few kills at the beginning, right? And then yes, but as a noob, you're still not going to be able to compete with someone who's building these amazing contraptions. So I think. Compared to PUBG, there's like a very linear path of getting better. You get good at aiming. You get better at working out where the better gear is going to be. But in Fortnite, it's, okay, well, here's the simple way to play. Go around and shoot at people like you would in any other game, and you can get good at that. But then there's another tier of, there might be people who aren't even good at shooting, but they're fantastic at building. They know how to build defenses. They know how to build traps. And so they then have a way to go, oh, I'm not the best Twitch shooter but I can still beat everyone here because I'm creative and quick in my building. Yeah, I just don't like the fact that when I pick up the, I pick up the controller and I'm like, I'm going to go play a game of Fortnite, I pick it up knowing I'm going to do a lot better than I will if I play PUBG instead. And that's, it feels almost unfair. Like I've, I've probably only come over 50 maybe twice in, in Fortnite out of maybe 30, 40 games. In Fortnite? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas in PUBG, on the same 30 or 40 games, I'd probably, you know, I'd say in at least 10 of those games, I would have got unlucky and been stabbed as soon as I got on the ground. Yeah. You know, even trying to land first. Like, yes, landing area. The thing, actually, another thing is the map in um, PUBG is huge. It's a lot bigger, but I mean, vehicles allow that, I suppose. Mm. Um, and I find the environment a lot, uh, there's a lot more variance in it. I think the environment's more interesting, whether that's just the graphics or the, or the art style. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, I, th- I think it's a more interesting game. I think the, yeah, just, it's just more interesting to look at. It's, I find that after like Fortnite was, I really thought Fortnite was better the first, maybe two times I played it. But then after a couple games, like everything kind of feels the same. It feels, it just gets a lot more repetitive, a lot quicker, I think. So you feel there's more diversity in kind of like how a match of PUBG can play out to Fortnite. Yeah. I feel I'm on edge a lot more when I'm playing. Mm. Like I, like, I wouldn't say Fortnite's relaxing, but it's it's a lot more relaxing. Well, I mean, than a game yeah, I mean, PUBG. I guess it's harder to get stressed out in a game that looks so um, happy and upbeat and cartoony. Yeah. And building bases, you say it's a it's it is a huge dynamic and it can work out well, but it's like like building a base is extremely loud. Everyone knows where you are. I'd compare it to driving a car in PUBG. If you're going to build a base, everyone knows where you are, mm. and it's real easy to kill someone when they're building a base if. You know, if you have a weapon that's, you know, more long range than a shotgun, it's pretty easy to pick someone off if they're building a base and they don't see you coming. But isn't that the same as them not knowing how to create a base in a more strategic and thoughtful way in the same way that, like, someone isn't as good at shooting yet? Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose so, but it's, yeah, it's, I think it's a valuable aspect in game, Mm. but I, yeah. I don't know. I just feel I guess like, it is an interesting mechanic. I, I just I feel like appreciate I just it. feel like the biggest reason why people are not looking at Fortnite is because they're making too big of a deal about how they're like mm, Fortnite Battle Royale. That mode ripped off PUBG. You know, like people are making way too big a deal about that. Like it, it, it's. I mean, it, is it a big deal though? I mean, yes, you can't copyright a game, and it, you know. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. The guy that runs Players Unknown, that that he doesn't own that idea, but you know, in all honesty, that is, it's a hundred percent a complete ripoff, and I think it's bullshit for a game company 
that large to make a game and just go, fuck you, my one's free. Like, it's it's pretty shit. But isn't that business? Isn't, is it, that, isn't that how things are made? Is it business? It's business if it's similar. But, like, this is pretty much an exact ripoff. No, so you, In all honesty, okay, you, like, like, I mean, what are you going to, like, they didn't even try. But, okay, so that's the thing. You you say it's an exact ripoff. Yes, there is the the, the loading screen um, lobby area at the beginning where you're all sitting around trying out weapons. Yes, there is the vehicle, uh, a plane in PUBG, a bus in Fortnite that drives you over the map and then you jump out, you paraglide down, and then basically it's 100 people up against each other, third-person shooter slash survival game, right? They have completely different art styles, right? They feel different enough playing them and how they kind of move and how the weapons work and all that. It feels different enough. And adding the building mechanic, I would say, isn't a ripoff. It's evolving PUBG in a very short space of time. Like, saying that copying the style of a game or copying something that someone does in a game is a ripoff... Look at Grand Theft Auto 3, right? Look how that popularized open worlds. Then everything was an open world. People yeah. called Saints Row a ripoff, but Saints Row the Third is a great game. And it, yeah, it takes a lot of Grand Theft Auto's ideas, but it puts a little bit of a new spin on them, and then it pushes the Grand Theft Auto team to go, okay, well, what do we do now to top the people who so, took our idea and topped yeah, us? I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying I don't think this is enough to warrant saying it's a different game and not a ripoff i think they did not try and they could have done more so they could have thought of a better way to enter the map like it's just it it just seems rude how close it is like the only difference is the building which was already a mechanic in that game before they decided to do battle royale yeah so they utilized it creatively they took out vehicles Mm mm-hmm and that what what else is different? Like you're saying that the playing feels different, but that's I'm just saying, yeah, the yeah. engine. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but I'm saying the using. building, the building adds so much to the strategy of the game. I, feel I don't like really it's think it enough. does. It only does in game. I don't know. Like I think it's a it's an ability that you can utilize, but I don't think it's it's big enough to say that like oh these are completely different games now. We wouldn't be having this discussion if they were. I'll give you that. I'll give you like, that. You know they they. It is, it is so, it's, it's not like, <coughs> I'm trying to think of two games that are so similar. Saints Row GTA. No, I would, I would argue that Saints Row was different to, more different to GTA than Fortnite is to PUBG. Like, I, I'd want to, I'd want to, oh, I can't even, I can't even think, <laughs> I can't think of a single fucking thing that's so close. Like, this is just... Like, okay, maybe Dota and League of Legends. But this Yeah, okay, I'll say I'll say Dota and League of Legends. I guess there's not the biggest amount of difference between them, but there's still quite a lot of difference. Mm. But you know, it's like Okay, dude, let's just let's just ah! hit the nail on the head. Let's just hit the nail on the head. Someone is listening to this, they're sitting out there, they're trying to toss up between do they want to play PUBG or do they want to play Fortnite? What is the definitive answer you give to make them think it's PUBG? Well, I'd say spend the money. You're going to get a far better... If you're playing on PC, without a doubt in my mind, you've got to play PUBG, especially if you've got a good PC. It does run smoothly. It is a beautiful game, very well designed, fast-paced. It, it, it'll put you on the edge of your seat the entire time you're playing. Uh, you know, I don't know if you're a Saturday gamer and you know just want a lazy experience. Maybe go play Fortnite on your PS4. Ooh. But but no, but that's it. I mean, I feel like it's you know, if I come home from a hard day at work, I'll, I'd probably rather play Fortnite. But if I want to go whoop some people and you know come out feeling like a champ, I'm gonna go play some PUBG. Okay, well look, if that hasn't swayed you, I highly recommend you go. Fortnite Battle Royale. First and only point I need to make, it's fucking free, right? <laughs> That's an immediate bonus, is that it is free. You can jump into this and see if you like it without having to pay a cent. And I guarantee 
that this is a more accessible game so you'll have more fun in the early hours so that you have the ambition to go and get better at the end game and have those awesome creative building moments where you create these amazing traps or if that's not your style go in it and learn how to be the guns blazing hero you are and then hey if you go then i still want some more i want more strategy to the shooting i'm not into the building at all maybe then give PUBG a go but first choice go fortnite i'm telling you but uh, when, when you say it's free it wouldn't be free if epic didn't make it if it wasn't a company the size of epic this game could not possibly be free no and i feel like they are shitting on a developer that started his own company and is trying to make a name for himself, and he they just went, bang, that's a good idea. Well, Brendan Green didn't start his own company. He, he got hired on by a, a Korean developer who... Isn't Player he, Unknown uh, his own company? No, no, no. So Player Unknown is Brendan Green. He used to make all the armor mods and stuff like that. Yeah. Then he got hired by a Korean developer who mainly just made mobile games, I, I believe. or No, it was either mobile games or MMOs. They mainly just made those hired him on as the creative director and now they've rebranded and focus on player unknowns battlegrounds it is his baby but i mean these guys have made games before they're nowhere near as big as epic but they've made games before saying though that making the argument over which game to choose based on the company though that's silly because that's like saying fuck gta wouldn't be as good if it wasn't made by rockstar you know that's obvious and of course epic can afford to do it for free because they're epic that's just how the world works but guys, let us know what you think. You tell us if Casey is right, PUBG is the better game, or if I'm right, Fortnite's the better game. Let us know in the comments sections or hit us up in the messages on Facebook at Quiet Stories. We thank you guys for listening, and now we're going to move on to the developer interview segment of this episode. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Hey guys, Chris here. Now, quietstoriesblog.com isn't the only place you can get Fistfight. You can also find every episode on Goombastomp.com. Goombastomp puts out new articles about the games industry every day. Go to the bigger sites for the latest news, but come to Goombastomp for more thoughtful and personal pieces. Goombastomp also has a range of podcasts other than Fistfight. N-Express breaks down the world of Nintendo, and The Firekeepers is a weekly hangout for Soulsborne fans. But now... Let's jump into the indie interview section of the show, where we talk to the men and women behind some of the best games that you've not heard enough about. We discuss inspirations for the game, what kind of people it would be of interest to, and try get some tips about the development process. Hey there guys, welcome back to the second portion of Fist Fight. This is a part of the show where we interview developers behind great games that you may not have heard of. Uh, this week we have... Gabriel from Ghost Time Games. How you doing, mate? Good. Good. Awesome to hear. Thank you so much for, for coming on. It's, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for having me. So today we're talking about a little game that you, uh, you've you been working on called uh, Jetta Mero, Hero of the Universe. Now, first things first, I've got to ask, where does that name come from? Uh, I was... My first game I ever made, I had a really generic name to it and so that was a i think a bad decision so this time i was like i need to make a game that has a name that doesn't exist at all so that was a starting goal uh it wasn't on google anywhere and then i just kind of took some japanese words and some german words and uh mashed stuff together and okay so it was it was it was for the purpose of kind of having that really unique name like no one else is going to kind of have this this jumble of words yeah that well, seems like a good tactic um from my my time with jitomero it kind of for me personally reminds me of a mix between uh i'm not sure if you're familiar the iron giant film and then a yep. katamari game uh so if yep. you were if you were to meet someone on the street and you had to pitch the game to someone kind of in a real concise way, how would you sell it to them? Uh, this is someone who hasn't played video games. Cause if I, if I'm talking to someone who has played games then I use a lot of games as references. Oh yeah. yeah, No, um, go for that. Uh, if yeah, it's... The type of people listening to this will be people who've uh, definitely played a few games. Uh, yeah, it's, I'd say the main influences were things like Proteus was a big one. Mm. Uh, Nobi Nobi Boy, which was from the creator of uh, Katamari, 
and uh, things like Hohokam also. Okay. A number of a number of smaller indie games on PlayStation that all kind of contributed to what mm. I wanted to do. So if you can if you could sum up the game really quickly, how would you explain it? Uh, you're, you play as Jet Omero, and Jet Omero uh, is a giant, indestructible robot that's very clumsy, and it's trying to save humanity throughout space, but it's uh, because it's clumsy, it ends up causing a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah, I, I love the concept yeah. of the game because, yeah, you kind of you land on these little planets, and, you know, you've got good intentions, but, uh, you know, chaos seems to ensue. Yeah. So um, you've mentioned a few games that kind of inspired Shadow Mirror, but how would you say your game kind of stands out on its own? Like, what does it take from them, but then these other games that inspired it, but then what makes it kind of its own at the same time? Um, I don't know. I guess the art style is a big one that, that was kind of a, an original part of it that... Uh, spawned out of something entirely different from the influences. Like I knew I wanted to make a colorful game, but then the 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 graphics ended up being something that I was not expecting. That were probably one of the strongest points. Like anyone who who sees the game is instantly like, "Oh, that looks very cool." Mm. Yeah, I would definitely I definitely say that's one of the game's biggest assets. Uh, it looks to me kind of like a mix between a. 1940s and 50s sci-fi film poster and then kind of a a really unique styled comic book uh where did where did you come up with that design was that was that art style there from the beginning uh or was that something you kind of discovered later on it was fairly early on when i was prototyping visuals that i landed on something like that and then it was just kind of a constant iteration over that style until i eventually landed on what it was more refined uh in the final version but i originally i was i was looking a lot at mike mignola's stuff who did hellboy and then also i I turned to a lot of 1970s uh sci-fi comics Mm. especially stuff by jack kirby Mm. what um what is it what is it about that that style from those creators and then your now own creation that kind of what do you think makes it stand out and what's different about like what, what do you love about that style I like the limited colors that the that they use, like the the Hellboy comics. They're really it's it's a lot of shadow, and then the colors that do stand out are very strong, and the shapes are very angular, and it just it's a striking thing that focuses less on detail and more on uh, kind of what shapes are there and how they how they uh, build this this mm, scene. Mm. So. We've had a lot of kind of debate in both the games industry and kind of the broader media lately about how video games are too violent and they're encouraging violence. Um, but your game here is all about its peaceful interactions. It's trying to to be the kind of the the passive, um, you know, the the, the passive likable character. However. Uh, at the same time, you're accidentally destroying cities and killing the people you're trying to protect by accident. Um, but then simultaneously to that, the visuals and music make the, the whole experience kind of relaxing. So could you talk a little bit how you're, you're balancing yeah. this kind of it's terrible that you're, you're accidentally destroying cities and killing people, but it's also this really peaceful, passive experience? Yeah, I, I don't think I wanted to convey that killing and destruction should be relaxing but it was more like i needed a balance to because everything that happens in the game is kind of horrific if it was portrayed in a different style and different tone and so it it becomes much easier to to kind of absorb when it's presented in in a more abstract way with the relaxing music playing but i a lot of the game is kind of a criticism of violence and how it how it's limited in terms of how much it can actually do to, to help any situation. Is that in regards to kind of how the humans will try and take you down or remove you from the situation, but it seems like it seems pretty pointless. Uh, it doesn't have too much effect on you. Yeah. And also just that Jet Omero is basically um, there to, to, to save people. But it, the only thing I can do is 
cause destruction and violence because of the nature of it, its creation. And uh, so it's it's kind of pointing out that if you go into a situation trying to to fight, then it's not always going to be the right answer to to solve the problem. Mm, mm. Um, so I could have my facts wrong, but am I right to say that you were the sole developer on the game? Yeah, uh, I had some help with a couple models and some sound, but it was uh, yeah, it was basically my yeah. efforts. So. The game's gameplay elements broken down are fairly simple, uh, especially the boss fights. Uh, so since yeah. you're only kind of one person, where would there have been changes you would have made to the game systems if you, say, had a, a couple more people working on it, the project with you? I'm not actually sure. I think that one of the things about it is that the, the scope from the start was always meant to be very small and simple. And um, I... Like I spent a lot of time thinking about how I could expand the game even on my own and I didn't feel like there was anywhere to go based on the the core of what it was. Like the monster fights, like you mentioned, I was actually thinking of making it even simpler and it was almost something I didn't want to include, but then tied it in for different reasons. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure if having more people on the project would have been what it needed necessarily. I would have had to come up with something entirely new from the ground up i think okay that's interesting all right um now you discuss in your your kickstarter that you launched for the game that you started use uh learning how to use unity in 2013 while developing your your first title soul power um yeah what were you what were you doing before you worked on that project and, and what pushed you to start making your own games uh i've been working doing uh quality assurance at uh, a couple different AAA studios prior to that, and so I, I've been in the game industry for roughly four years, and I had a, a film production, video production degree from uh, an mm -hmm. art school, and then I got into doing sound design at one of the studios. And about three months after I got that gig, they they went bankrupt and shut down the whole studio, and I had just started dipping my fingers into Unity doing some audio work uh, at that studio. And I, so I thought, well, I'm going to be unemployed for a little bit. And I didn't really have enough experience to get a job doing anything else. So I thought I might as well uh, see what I could do mm. tinkering with Unity. So, I mean, your background then is, is quality assurance. So you wouldn't have had too much experience with uh, the programming, the art, uh, the, the sound design. So, I mean, how difficult was it for you to to basically teach yourself how to use uh, Unity and, and develop a game from scratch? Uh, it was a bit of a steep learning curve, I guess. The The first couple months were very slow because I didn't know how to do anything. So I had to look up uh, little code snippets and really hack things together a lot. And moving forward from there, it, it accelerated. But if I think about everything that I did back then, it's like I could have coded all that stuff and two weeks or something now if i if i tried to redo it and it would mm. be much better so it was it was kind of a messy yeah i mean experience. how much time because you said you did it um at the same time as making the first game so how much time was actually spent yeah. making the game compared to how much time was spent on just learning how to how to make a game Uh, there was probably four months or something that was just kind of learning and building things very slowly as I went. Uh, a lot of the art and the music, I think, I did in two weeks. So that was pretty quick. But the, just building the game and figuring out how to get things working, that was the majority of the, mm. of the so time So how I long spent. did you spend developing your first game compared to uh, Jetamira? Uh, the first one was, I guess roughly six months and then jet omero i was i started working on the first prototype while i was still employed um at, a, at another full-time gig which is great because i didn't have to worry about getting it done quickly or or yeah. uh, having a solid goal in mind so a lot of the early jet omero stuff just kind of evolved mm. when i had the free time for it and then when i when i finally left that job i spent i guess uh it was about half a year to, to wrap up the game after that. 
Mm. So how did you, uh, how do you keep yourself afloat, you know, during that kind of that personal development time working on your own project? Uh, I had saved up some money from my previous job and uh, already had some savings. So it mm. wasn't, it was the, the cost of living was basically all it took to, to make the game, which wasn't too bad because once you have a computer, then all the tools are there at your fingertips. Unity is free and mm. everything else you can get for, uh, there's either free versions or you can, the subscriptions are relatively cheap. Mm. So following on from that, then, you know, you've gone, you've basically gone and taught yourself how to be a game developer. Uh, so what kind of recommendations would you give to people who say, maybe I have no experience in game development, but I'm, I'm looking for a place to start. Where, where would you say that place is? I think having unity there, like I, I would, might've started game development earlier if I had a tool like unity when I was younger, but it was, it was kind of around the time when unity really opened up a lot of the playing field and became very accessible like this the c-sharp stuff was still a lot to learn but um unity as a whole is a pretty um not too difficult to grasp once you get into it if you're familiar with computer programs mm. i guess uh so that that made a huge difference for being able to start and otherwise uh you kind of just need to you, you shouldn't get into it for if you want to make money making the game, like you need to have an idea of what you want to do and it needs to be something yeah. you're passionate about. And if you can find something like that, then you just kind of keep pushing forward and learn something new every day until you've built something that you're happy with. Yeah. And no, I think that's, that's some pretty sound advice. Um, so what's kind of, what's the goal for you now? Is it to um, find another kind of full-time job that keeps you funded uh, and then work on, say, another smaller project? Or would you, you know, now or in several years' time like to go down the route of having Ghost Time Games be, you know, your full-time job for the foreseeable future, like, going forward? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to uh, keep doing my own thing. But uh, based on how Jet Omero's gone so far, it's not quite enough to keep me afloat with that. So I'm, I'm giving myself a bit more time to kind of make sure that that gets the justice it deserves and then uh, playing with a few prototypes here and there, but we'll see probably by the end of the summer, I'll need to figure out, uh, assess my financial situation and see where I need to spend my efforts for the next year mm. or two. Do you have any kind of uh, genres or styles of game that you, you are considering approaching for your next title? Yeah, I've, I've been prototyping one that's a very basic, uh, kind of asteroid style multiplayer mm -hmm. game and that one that one would be a very quick game to turn around and then i've got another idea that uh is definitely going to require a lot more work and planning but it's it's kind of a simulation uh simulation breeding game something i'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what it's going to be yeah no fair enough fair enough um, so during the development process of Jetamero, how much time was spent developing the game um, compared to like how difficult was it to actually get it onto a platform like PlayStation 4? How much time did it get to actually publish it yourself? Uh, I spent I spent most of the six months prior to uh, to launch just working on the game and getting that stuff sorted out. And then I was, I was lucky cause I had been invited to double fines, uh, event earlier that year. And that right. got me in touch with, uh, some people at Xbox. And so I had that, uh, for plan for the launch to get it on the Xbox and also on steam, which, uh, I guess, I think steam had also contacted me after, the double fine event so i didn't have to go through any green light or yeah, i think it was still green light green light at the time okay uh, so so it was kind of accelerated for that stuff but doing the the port work it was it was definitely uh challenging at times doing the console stuff mm. it's just a very different there's there's more rules and there's more uh you need to make sure everything's working perfectly yeah a little more yeah 
So how important is it to have um, a connection, whether it be with another developer or a publisher like Sony or Microsoft when it comes to getting your game in front of people? How, how crucial is it? And how easy do you think it is to get in front of those right people? Uh, it's, I think it's like having people that you can talk to and that can help you and guide you. That's, that's a huge, a huge thing to get. And I didn't really have that until I had been invited, uh, to the double fine event. So that was a big changer for the game. Cause up until that point, I knew that I wanted to get on consoles, but I didn't have a plan Ooh. for that. And I wasn't sure how I was going to approach that. Ooh. So having everything kind of fall in after the double fine event, that was that was a huge turning point for me, and I'm not sure how I would have managed to do it. Otherwise. And I'm guessing the the invite to the Double Fine event came from them noticing your Kickstarter. Uh, that was actually the Kickstarter was um, just a month before I launched the game. So the the Double Fine was an invitation based on a GIF that I posted okay. on. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, something something as simple as a GIF then. It was it was very left field. I was not expecting it, but it was it was a very nice <laughs> surprise. And yeah, <laughs> oh, very cool, very cool. Um, I think the last thing I'll ask is: Do you have any interest, having now worked as an indie developer, having worked on your own projects, to tackle something for a bigger studio in a, in a more AAA sense. And rather than kind of handling everything yourself, if you were to jump into a, a AAA studio, what would you want to specifically work on? I think I'm, if I was moving into a larger studio, doing something more in a management position would be something I'd be interested in just because I now have a, good idea of the the larger picture of everything that goes into things and all the steps that are involved and it would i i find that i struggle sometimes to collaborate with people creatively so if i was in a more uh, of a guidance and leadership role it would be something that I, I feel like a lot of my skills might play into well without uh falling into my weaknesses too much okay all right awesome well uh yeah Thank you so much for coming on. If people want to get their hands on Jet Omero, where are the best places to get it? Uh, it's on the Xbox store, it's on the PlayStation store, and it's on Steam and Itch. And yeah, those are those are all different places. And where can they find out all the latest kind of news from, from you and from Ghost Time Games? I'm most active on Twitter at Ghost Time Games. So that's people can message me there if they want to or uh, follow me and see all the new stuff I'm working on. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for coming on and joining us today. Thank you for having me. Cool. And for anyone else out there, hope you enjoyed the episode this week and make sure you go and check out Jedi Mirror. I highly recommend it.